Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey everyone, this is Johnny and welcome to episode 107 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Today I'm with Elena Dahlman. Aline Dahlman. Aline Dahlman from her. From Germany. Very cool. And where are we now? Yeah, we're re- on a really nice place, actually, on a small island in Thailand, Kolanta. And we're at the moment in Kohap. Yeah, the yeah. co working space out here. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So, uh, Elaine, 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 Aline. <laughs> Don't worry at all. <laughs> uh, she is the founder of nomadsoulmates.com. Yeah. Can you tell us briefly about that? Yeah, so it's a very young project, actually, that I'm working on. And um, we basically started out uh, having a Facebook group. And it's all about dating digital nomads and long-term travelers and actually everyone who's seeking this lifestyle. So, um, yeah, it started all uh, one year ago when I attended the last DNX Global, which is a digital nomad meetup with 200, 300 people. And I was wondering why all these creators, makers, and really interesting people are single. <laughs> and because I'm really into this topic, relationships, and how is the communication working between men and women, I um, I thought like, yeah, no one is doing a, an online dating app, so, so I am doing it. <laughs> And um, I'm super passionate about it, and it's it's we have great responses. So, yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's so how are, it all started. <laughs> okay. So, uh, are you in a relationship? Or are you single? No, I'm single actually. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, and I think, do you think the majority of digital nomads are single, or do you think they're in couple relationships? Yeah, I guess the like uh, our surveys are um, saying that most of them are single. We did the surveys and big Facebook groups. And um, it also, when you think about it, lots of nomads are traveling. Well, most of them staying in one place for longer, but then they have booked a travel ticket somewhere else. Or, you know, they really, they work independent, then they are independent in mostly any area of their life. So for digital nomads who are single, it actually is a challenge to meet to meet someone who's like-minded and then you're falling for, you know. Yeah, so... Yeah, I can see that. And I think that, you know, being independent is a is an attractive quality, but at the same time, I can see why it's hard for relationships. Yeah. Especially when you have your own kind of uh, itinerary. Because if you meet someone and you know that you already have a plane ticket booked to another country yeah. two or three months from now, it's a little bit hard, right? Yeah, I mean, you also could, you know extend that or um quit your your travel plans but often um yeah there there are things like you know you have to be really falling for this person and then also when you like this freedom um someone has it's yeah you need to how do you say like really talk talkative and be uh, how do you say that when you know when you need to make 
Um, like when you first meet someone or after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you first meet someone. I guess you, you need know, to be very, like, very social and like learn how to yeah. approach them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, in general, like, as travelers, you know, it's like if we're traveling alone, we don't know anyone in a new city. You know, yeah. You almost kind of have to have those skills to, like, approach a stranger and strike a commu- uh, yeah. conversation. Yeah, like, that's also why lots of new nomads, or I have to feel like lots of nomads are social people really also interesting um maybe also laid back a little bit more that's my feeling and um but still when you're here on co-working spaces i i see that like co-hub is my very first co-working experience and um sometimes i really have this feeling when people are plucked in um having their ear earplugs in and working straight and you know they work all on the same place to be like-minded, to share, to be in a group, to, you know, which is actually happens, which happens when you go to the common rooms or to the kitchen or whatever. But, um, I feel when I see people here working, I feel kind of, um, kind of, I have to not distracting them. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to get, it's always, uh, some a fear you have to go over when you want to uh come over and it's you know you don't want to bother them you don't want to intrude yeah. uh yeah. it's a little bit awkward especially if you haven't met yeah. them right yet yeah 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 that's always this thing yeah. that you and i think that's why like a good cooking space is kind of like a good hostel yeah that's right they will have common areas that kind of force people to interact yeah like almost like an office at the water cooler I know what the, you know. Uh, so in the what? US, we always have the water cooler where you um no, get, never you, know, heard this we, you get water. Uh, we have one here too in the in the kitchen, and it forces people every uh, yeah. you know half an hour or an hour to go make coffee or tea by themselves, yeah. Yeah. and you have a chat. And that's probably where most people meet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also um, actually for a co-working space, it's really important to have these events so people actually can have an option to meet each other after work. Oh, like social events, yeah. Yeah, social events and all that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like mixers. Actually, so I've been actually to a lot of coaching spaces. My first one was in yeah. San Francisco. Uh-huh. And every Friday, they have a keg of beer. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Uh, a keg is, um, I, I don't mean, know how many like, liters that is. Maybe 20 liters? Uh, one of those big uh, metal drums. What do, you, what do you call that in German? Drums? Uh, like a drum, like a big 20 liter contain- metal container of beer. Like a barrel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's funny. I can't remember the, the German word, but I know what you mean. As long as I as I'm traveling, I constantly forgetting German words. Um, yeah, that's all right. I forget but, that. <laughs> so they would have that, <laughs> and it's up. and it's free. So it kind yeah. of encourages people in that co-working space yeah, to hang out and socialize every Friday. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of them will have like game rooms and stuff as well. Yeah, I think the best ones are the ones where there's like a little sitting area or a common room. As you come in and out, mm. uh, and also places that have like a water or a coffee room, because that is where most people meet. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's really important, and that's what nomads need and want. So, yeah, and we are actually with nomad soulmates. Um, like I was saying, this is going to be an online dating website, but just at at the conference and DN, at the DNX, I was part of the the program because. Um, Philly and Marcus, the founder of that, were saying we want to have something more personal as well because it's all about business there. So they were 
Yeah, you know, we um, I was asking them like, would you be interested in if I would do some speed dating with the people? <laughs> and so we did that, and it was a total blast. And I figured out that I love, um, really love interacting with these like-minded people, mm. digital nomads, and that I love offline events as well. So I'm really um, also changed my plans for nomad soulmates. I want to connect them offline as well yeah i think that's fantastic and especially for the digital nomad community to have yeah. in-person mixers or meetups I, I think that's a good idea yeah 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 it's i mean it's the most most authentic way to get to know people and when it comes to dating i mean yeah <laughs> that's just the best way to meet each other and um instead of only online yeah that is the other people are not an option yeah, and I think that there's another um, big reason why digital nomads are so bad at dating. <laughs> and I think it's because we are always so focused on like work and we love what yeah. we do so much that we don't even think about our social life until f Saturday morning or until yeah. Friday night where it's almost too late to plan a weekend or like ask yeah. someone for, on a date or to do an activity. It's like we wake up you know, on Saturday morning, we're like, oh, what should I do this weekend? I didn't <laughs> even realize it's Saturday. Yeah, that happens to me all the time, actually. That I don't remember the days. And if I would not have a good planning with my calendar, uh, yeah, which is quite full for a startup. So, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, what I do like about the scene yeah. and what makes it a little bit easier to not necessarily date, but to hang out with, uh, yeah. you know, a, with a big group yeah. is... If you organize almost anything, people will sh will come. Yeah. And it's always a big group. Like every time I I say, hey, you know, um, let's go to dinner tonight at, you know, so-and-so place at so-and-so time. Yeah. It won't just be like the two people are invited. They yeah. will invite two people and those will invite two people. And we pretty often, especially in Chiang Mai where there's a lot of nomads. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have like 20 or 30 people show up. No way. For a random dinner on a Monday night. Oh, wow. I really want to check out Chiang Mai, but during the burning season, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, wow, that's quite a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. And even here in Koh Lanta, <laughs> um, I think last night, you know, there's like eight people that showed up. Yeah. Just, you know, just to a random dinner, just because, you you know, we, no one really has real responsibilities. Yeah. You know, no one has a dog to go home and feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most people are single. They don't have kids. They don't have, yeah. like, responsibilities. So They don't have, yeah. That's if right. there's something going on, like, people pretty open to it yeah yeah uh, absolutely and i think so so what so what are the reasons do you think why there's so many single nomads the reason yeah well it's definitely this moving part absolutely um that what i think is and then also um you need to, like if there's another person in your life that's my guess um who is this independent and you know you need to be work as a team really, really well, especially when you. Um, I mean, like there are couples. There are definitely couples um, who overcome these challenges a lot. And also, when you're together twenty four seven, this could be a problem as well. Well, they say that like the ultimate relationship test is traveling <laughs> together. Yeah, that's right. So imagine traveling together working together living together <laughs> eating together you know all it's it's, yeah. it's a lot in the relationship i mean um what i would find really really 
important, but maybe that's just me, is to still have your own maybe temporary friends, but you know, still having your own hobbies like I met a couple they like she's loving yoga and he's doing um Thai I don't know, yeah, yeah, Thai boxing or something. So they still do have their maybe also own routines. Yeah, I think so that's very important. That, I think that is very important when you travel or in, in actually in general. But yeah. so I actually never talked about this publicly on my podcast just because it was a little <laughs> bit personal. But it's been yeah. it's been a while now. Uh, so me and Larissa, my ex girlfriend now, yeah, uh, we met while traveling. I was a digital nomad. She was teaching English, and we dated for but over two years. Mm. Uh, she was my soulmate. She's my, oh, yeah. my first love. So uh, <laughs> we we hit it off, you know, and sh- yeah. we ended up helping her together. We built a, a dropshipping store. So that replaced mm-hmm. her teaching salary. And oh, then yeah. all of a sudden she was able to quit her, her English teaching job. And we just started traveling around the world like digital nomads. You know, we went, to, <laughs> we went down to the islands. We went to Borneo to see yeah. animals. We went to South Africa. We went to all, to all these cool places. Oh, yeah. It, great adventures, probably, yeah. yeah. But we were also together 24 hours a day. Yeah. We, we lived together. We went to the same co-working space. Uh, she was my gym partner, too. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> and, you know, like in the beginning, being... I loved it, to be honest, because yeah. she was also my best friend. Yeah. But... It was so hard on our relationship because we were literally together 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, all of our friends were like both of our friends, you know. And I think that added a lot of stress to our relationship. Yeah. Uh, lots of pressure as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And I think if we were to do it all over again, uh, I, even though I liked, I enjoyed working out with her, yeah. I would have gym time be completed myself yeah uh, maybe we'd either go to different co-working spaces or at least sit in different sides of the room we used to sit next yeah. to each other which is bad yeah. um and it would have been nice you know to have separate friends as well yeah and i yeah. think these are these are important lessons that we, we could have learned and maybe maybe it would have helped our relationship mm, yeah well it's good that you're you know reflecting this and there's like improving for for the future <laughs> yeah. but it also like can be a lesson for lots of digital nomads who are still single you know and i also when it comes to dating a lot of digital nomads use tinder um yeah <laughs> tinder is um you know i always have think that um you really need to be lucky to actually find your soulmate on tinder <laughs> and that is actually yeah what I think about Tinder is still that you meet lots of people um, from all over the world if you want. And it can be interesting, but for digital nomads, that's actually what more servers were saying. They really seek for, also the man, that was surprising. Um, they really seek for a soulmate, a partner, um, yeah, who's I'd like-minded. Who's and like-minded. E- even though a lot of travelers do use Tinder you know, to meet new other travelers, to hang out, you know, yeah. not necessarily yeah, yeah. just to hook up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a big majority of people that say that, but they still <laughs> just use dinner to hook up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I've tried Tinder uh, ever yeah. since I've been single. So I've been single now officially for about six months. Yeah. Uh, but we've been off and on for 
it's over a year now. So yeah. I've been I've been single for for a long time, a lot longer yeah. than people realize, and it's because we were still trying to work things out for the last half a year or so. Yeah, uh, and we were like flying back and forth, trying to make it work, and I didn't want to talk about it because it was very, it was you know it hurt, you know it took me a long yeah. time to get over. Yeah, um, for sure, but. I'm happy to say that we are still friends. We're still running the store together. So I actually talk to Larissa all no, the time. No, that's, 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 <laughs> that is great. I yeah. think that is really nice. Yeah, and I still love her. Uh, yeah. And But she's moved on. I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy your your app is out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. But I would say, though, that not just with Tinder, but yeah. <clears throat> I think I realize in life, you know, to find a soulmate, it's, I, I honestly think that there are more than one, there's Absolutely. more than one. Yeah. I really think there's, that. Of course. But I also think that you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find your, your princess <laughs> or your prince. <laughs> that was, it's a good saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, I've been actually this person as well. So, <laughs> um, I've been in a relationship for um, over five years and it also broke because I was traveling for the very first time and then I got travel addicted and I found out about the old digital nomad movement and then um, you know my ex-boyfriend he's um, a lawyer and um, in Germany they also you know they need to be present and he also has a very different mindset of you know a very different mindset in general so this is so also very interesting how how traveling, meeting people, and all these experiences are changing your needs. And um, actually, to me, it completely changed my whole mindset. And now I never thought I'm going to be a business owner, actually creator of a business. Never, really, never, ever. And um, now I do enjoy it a lot. I, I don't have any income yet, but um, I do enjoy that. And um, I... I there's no option for a different for a different lifestyle at the moment. So would you date a guy that doesn't have a passport? <laughs> so so yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So a big part of me thinks that one day I want to move back to the U.S., move to some small town, maybe yeah. somewhere in Texas, meet a nice girl that doesn't necessarily want to travel the world and just you know mm. settle down there. Yeah. But at the same time. I'm so afraid that I'm going to be bored <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. even when I go home for two or three months, I get the travel bug, you know, yeah. that, that travel addiction really is real. Yeah. yeah. And I think if, if, uh, if yeah, any of you agree. listening hasn't been bitten yet, it's a real thing where like after two or three months, you're like, I know my life here is good, yeah. but I want to move on. I, just, <laughs> I feel like I need to explore and yeah. I need to see more and need to do more things. Yeah, same happened. I I totally agree. Same happened to me. Um, I started traveling right after school. Um, like it's very common to take a gap year in Germany, so I did that, and uh, I went back home after that, and uh, I was I, I missed it a lot. So, and people and friends were saying, "Oh, you you will get over it," and I never did. <laughs> So I quit an apprenticeship that I started and, oh yeah, you know, and actually, actually also worked a lot and was reading a lot because the internet is full of advices, how to become a nomad. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there were lots of challenges and there still are. 
but it's the journey. I really enjoyed the journey of it. And right now I do love it a lot to connect people here and um, bringing my passions into my project. I can see this being a good business, uh, especially, you know, in the beginning, you just just gathering like users. Mm. Uh, but then I absolutely think that starting with offline events is probably the easiest way. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's something that, I mean, personally, I like I, I would pay to go to a mixer or like a, like a social event. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of other people would as well. Yeah. And then, um, I could, yeah, I could definitely see like there's a lot of people, I could, especially the guys who are like more <laughs> developers uh, and less, you know, like not necessarily people that are super outgoing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I can 100% see, you know, percent see them, you know, wanting to meet someone online uh, yeah. that's that has the same, you know, goals and as eggs with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I experienced this as well. Um, but what was also very a, a nice learning, um, like not calling this actually mixer is a good saying because I called it speed dating. My that was one of my favorite first um, offline events, and that actually. I think that was a turn off for many guys because it's such a formal thing. And actually, I do hate this word dating. I, I do hate it as well. And, um, because it sounds like you're get, going to an, to an interview. Uh, and it very, feels like an interview. very <laughs> unpersonal. So I, that's my big learning for next, for the next hangout. Um, I, uh, the name. I'm going to sell it different. <laughs> to I like people. it. Well, even no, if like, you just called it speed networking. Yeah, speed networking. That like actually, we do have a speed networking this Tuesday um, at the beach here in in uh, Colanda. We're having a speed networking event on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll go to that. <laughs> yeah, you're in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, we do we do have that um, on Tuesday, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it and. S- see how this goes because Denix was a blast and also the women that's um something i didn't expect it as well i thought they were more shy but they came up right after it and with you know this really shiny eyes and we're saying aline what you're doing right now is great and thanks for organizing and that was the most um yeah this this filled me up with so much energy and um was really fulfilling feeling I like that. yeah I, do. I, I think i've noticed so. that digital nomad girls or women yeah they are a lot more like strong about like um and what do you, what's the word for like self-motivating yeah 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 how does this actually you know does there's there's a lot a hot topic on this does this um turn off guys no, or not or, you know i think we love it a strong we, woman yeah self self-employed or independent it's all this. So I can't speak for everyone, but I think most mm. guys they, we like it, but mm. we get caught off guard. So we actually get a little bit like not def- maybe defensive, mm. or we get we're just shocked. It's almost like <laughs> catching a deer with the uh, headlights, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because for in in majority of the time, most men are are the ones you know used to approaching a woman. Yeah. Uh, especially after a few drinks. <laughs> so if a woman approaches us, uh, we're a little bit caught off guard because we're just not used to it. Yeah. So even if we like it, often, uh, like we just like we don't know what to say, we don't know what to do. It's just, it's it's just like a little bit weird, you know. Yeah. But not in a bad way. It's mm-hmm. almost like 
And then afterwards, we always regret it. We're like, oh man, I should have just said, hey, let's you know have dinner <laughs> or something. Actually, that's funny because lots of women, I guess maybe women know um, somehow, but we don't really realize because the man is the strong gender. You know, that's for us, it's the strong gender, and he has to come up to us, and you know. <laughs> but I think what women often don't realize is that men are actually shy. And really, when you want to talk to someone, don't know what to say if they really want to talk to her. And um, actually, Max, a good friend, and he was doing a mastermind at the next. He um, was saying this is actually a great, like this speed dating, um, is actually a great task for guys how to, you know, how to start to talk to her, and um, like very just a very fun way to to. He was saying you learn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, so bef- before I ever started traveling, maybe I think it was uh, that it's been 10 years ago mm-hmm. now. So it's a long time ago. Oh, yeah. You know, that's when the big pickup scene was was popular. So I spent <laughs> like two years in L.A. going on, a week, you know, on to bars every weekend, <laughs> le- like learning how to go up to women at the pickup line or like a way <laughs> to open the conversation. Yeah. And... That has absolutely helped me with traveling now mm-hmm. because now, you know, even talking to guys, it's like yeah. I'm in a new place. I don't know anyone. You know, yeah. it's a little bit awkward because I know that we have a lot in common because we're all at a co-working space. We're probably all, you know, definitely we're all traveling. Yeah. We're, you know, all digital nomads. So I know that if one of us started the conversation, we would probably have a lot in common. We'd probably become good friends. Yeah. But yeah. who's going to be that one to start the conversation? Yeah. That's always this. Yeah. Overcoming your fears exactly so thank you know i think uh, i'm very actually happy uh that i spent those two years you know <laughs> wait at first i thought it was a waste you know because I, I don't use yeah. any pickup lines anymore especially with guys <laughs> but uh i think just the fact that like you were you're forced to go into uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and talk to strangers i think that's a life skill that everybody should learn yeah yeah absolutely i actually learned it while traveling um when I was a backpacker, not a digital nomad, and if you want to say that, um, it's I actually didn't know any English. Like I did know, but I was really bad, so um, I never really realized that speaking English and coming up to people is one of my passions. And what really helped me, and it's a big learning, is just to smile. It's so simple. It's just smiling to people. And then you realize the other person um, probably is getting this attention. Like, oh, she smiled. She smiled to me. And then um, maybe he's smiling back. And then, or she. And um, then you have this eye contact maybe over and over again. And then um, you just come up together and say, yeah, I just want to say hi. And then the conversation starts. Perfect. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Yeah, it's easy, like a invitation to start a conversation. Yeah. Is smiling at someone, making eye contact. Yeah. And what helped me with locals, like because lots of people are having these difficulties being the person who is, you know, the tourist. And as nomads, we want to live on places and don't want to be tourists, really. So um, it also really helps to ask for the, the other name, you know, uh, like, what's your name? Like, um, are you here often? Or, you know, like, this this questions. Um, well, just some questions, like, in general, like, yeah. hey, like, is, is there anything good to eat around here? Yeah. Especially for travelers. Or just, so, or just, yeah. 
just asking waiters like do you know a cool spot to go to go around here or and then and then you start talking yeah i think it's basically. nice <laughs> as travelers you, you always have an excuse and there's always something that you you generally want to know like yeah so i always tell people i said don't ask questions just to ask a question yeah but at the same time even if it's something that you know you can google yourself or you can look up or you can tr- maybe figure out yourself yeah. Just ask somebody because maybe yeah. you're gonna get a better better tip. Yeah. And nothing else, you're gonna start a conversation. Definitely. That's such a yeah, such a good thing for probably in any area of your life. Ask ask people uh for advice and because this is really bringing you forward, I guess. And um yeah. And what's nice about traveling, especially as a backpacker or as a digital nomad you know, maybe not necessarily like um, someone staying like in a hotel or something, but yeah, at like a co-working space or a hostel or something, it is very normal, especially if you are a somewhat normal person. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're like, if you don't smell bad, you know, you have like <laughs> decent hygiene. Yeah. You know, and you're not, a, you know, you're not a creep. If you can just go up to people and say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. You, know, you don't need anything fancy because <laughs> it's already... Um, I think it's really built in yeah. that you're traveling, you know, you're, you know, you're not from this country. You're like, yeah, yeah. you have something in common already. Absolutely. But then there's again this, um, you know, lots of people say, oh, I repeat my story all over again and again and again. That is very and true. This is like, I'm not a nomad for a long time. I actually just started. Um, so, but as a backpacker still, we were all the same conversations, which is sometimes annoying. Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> where are you going next? Exactly. How long are you traveling for? And I wanted to, you know, with Nomad Soulmates especially, and this events that I'm creating, I always try to give people directions to ask the interesting uh, questions. Uh, for example, one of my favorites is, um, what is the number one thing that is making you feel alive, for example? Or if you would go... If you could go for dinner right now with a person you could choose, who would it be? And, you know, like these questions, you probably won't get asked on the very first date. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But it really tells you a lot about this other person. And, uh, you know, the sooner you know, (laughs) the better (laughs) maybe. But um, And all this stuff like where you're from and, you know, this comes. This comes and just while the conversation is going. But it would be interesting to actually, um, you know, just trying it out in, uh, for a date or just, it doesn't have to be a date, but just to get to know someone in one way. So uh, Larissa and I actually created two Udemy courses. One was called Small Talk. Oh, yeah. On how to approach people and, and yeah. begin conversations. And yeah. the second was called Relationship Ready, uh, how to prepare yourself to attract uh, and be ready for a relationship. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll have a link to those in the show notes. But just get, give people some of the tips from there. Uh, yeah. One is, uh, as people hate rapid fire machine gun questions of yeah. like or the same old it boring questions. It is so questions. boring. Yeah. So one of the things that we teach is if you if you ask a question, don't just move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah. And it just it seems so logical, but nobody does this. Is Talk more about whatever answer they gave you. you yeah, know? like giving some value back, right? Exactly. So giving a little bit more value in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so for example, like, um, we're like, so where in Germany are you from? 
from Germany? <laughs> like, <laughs> that but, would be my question, uh, yeah. my answer. But I actually could. Um, but we're like, but we're in Germany. Like, where in Germany are you from? What I'm city? from the very south, actually. Okay, cool. Where to sweat signs? So, is the south really different? Like, people from the south are they really different from the people from the north or other parts of Germany? Yes, I guess so. Yeah. How, how so? Ah, uh, well, I guess the people from uh, the south are more. They they are you know they they save a lot of money and they have like they're maybe a little bit selfish a little bit or yeah I, I ha always when I go to the north I always have this feeling they are more friendly <laughs> uh, than the people in the south and this is kind of a cliche as well. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. So, but, yeah. Like so, you for your personality, do you because you seem very friendly. Do you do you feel <laughs> like you would fit in more, or you should have been born in the north? <laughs> no, I'm happy where I was born, but um, I think it's oh, again the traveling part that made me so sociable, um, and it's really and meeting people from all over the world is really forming my personality. Yeah, like and actually, I I, I feel kind of the same way because I so I grew and, up in San Francisco. Yeah, and people there are. Overall, very friendly, yeah, uh, very open-minded. But I, the more I travel, the the more I sometimes realize it's like you know what? Maybe I just happen to be born in Chicago, but maybe there's yeah. like another place that I really belong. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, is there another place in the world that you feel like you really fit in? Oh, you got this DNA in it. <laughs> like just travel. How do you say that? The travel DNA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, yes, it was the same thing. Um, when I Actually, no. No, not really. Um, when I was finishing school, I never really thought about to doing a gap year. But then friends of mine did it, and I didn't really knew what to do, basically. So, and I had no money as well. So I was working for half a year, and my goal was going to New Zealand for a year. And that New Zealand completely changed everything. Um, yeah, that's when I got travel addicted. Like yeah. you, so you did, see that yeah. now we're starting this conversation this is, yeah. just because you were asking me exactly. this yeah that's great <laughs> so when people you know when you guys are traveling around home and you want to meet someone yeah instead of asking them tim ferris style questions like yeah you know what what are the five books that you like what is the most inspirational person what is the yeah. <laughs> no like just riff and here's yeah. a crazy thing this is like the number one secret that, that i've learned yeah tell us when you go on your first date or when you meet someone for the first time, the less you know about them after that first date, the more you actually are looking forward to the second date. Oh, interesting. Does it, is this actually, um, was this Udemy course for men or for women? It's or for, for both. both. Yeah, and it yeah? was great because it was like one of the first courses. That it's first off a couple, you know, even yeah. though we're now separate, but uh, it was you get the male and the female point of view. Yeah, and we don't always agree. Sometimes we're talking, we're like in the in the chorus, we'll yeah. we'll give both sides of it. Yeah, you know, and then uh, so it's one of those, you know, it's a very rare, you know, uh, circumstance because especially dating course, it's always either the men saying this is what you got to do, you got to do this, you know, <laughs> or you have women saying, you know, this is what men should do, you know, or well, this is what women should do. Yeah, uh, and with our course, it was one of the first ones where it's like you almost kind of find the the middle point of what you know what both sides actually want yeah yeah that's that's great actually this i want to check this out as well yeah cool <laughs> it sounds interesting uh so what i what i what i realized from that is when 
when you go on a date with someone, you almost feel like you you should get to know them as much as possible on that first mm. date. So you want to know everything about them. But afterwards, it's almost like no matter how interesting they are or whatever it is, it's not yeah. like you guys are gonna you're gonna be like, okay, he answered a hundred questions correctly. <laughs> now we're gonna go on the second check, date. Check, check, check. You know? Yeah. It and it's like it's almost kind of like okay, well, I'm done with this. Let me move on to the next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you when you want to date with someone and all of a sudden you realize five hours have passed. Yeah. And what have you actually talked about? What have you actually done? You're yeah. like, wow. Like that was so cool. Let's yeah. do this again. Yeah, that's that's right. And I always found it more interesting, actually, to do you know when you're on a your also on your very first date, for example, actually doing something. For example, I don't know, go bowling or something. Like it's always you know including a game is so much more fun and uh, a nicer atmosphere instead of going for dinner <laughs> so which is super you should never go for dinner on a very first date i guess <laughs> anyway 100% agree with that <laughs> you should never ever go to dinner on a first date <laughs> and i am living proof of this because i've been on a lot of dinner dates and yeah. none of them have worked out yeah. and it's not just me and, and you know what especially yeah. it's awkward it's very awkward for, it's for yeah. awkward for both people yeah and people don't want to hear this because I think people like going to dinner. I, you know, I, I mean, this is yeah. what they publish on the social media and on the movies. Like, you have this candlelight dinner. That's what, at least women, um, you know, or I could imagine women think about this when they think about their very first date. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad you agree with that, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, do an activity. Or I think in this kind of society as well, it's very normal not to go on a on a date like a one on one date, mm. but to hang out as a group. Yeah. So if you're going to din- you know, if you're going to dinner with a big group of people, as kind of like your first time hanging out, that's okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, not, so it's, it's more relaxed. It's more relaxed. They get like to know your that. friends. Like there's other people there. You know, it's, it's not nothing formal. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like watching each other chew. And you can like, still change your talking partners. Oh yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But definitely try to do an activity instead. And what's cool about traveling is oh, there's yeah. so much to do. So much to do. Actually, what I like, do you have anything that you would like to learn? Any activities, or or do you enjoy anything? I don't do anything. Do? Maybe nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what you're <a> traveling? <laughs> no, I mean, there, yeah. There's so much. There's so many cool things to do, and yeah. I'm always pretty open-minded. So yeah, if someone has a suggestion, you know, and. And it's available here. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll do that. I think one of my favorite day, or like one of my best days, or that I also remember there, um, was when um, I met this guy also while traveling, and I was asking him, him, what is your very first, um, or no, I was asking him, what is your, what would, sorry, what would your um, best day would look like, you know, like, uh, and then he. He was saying, I, I really don't know how to answer this question and like, what would be my, my favorite day look like, you know? And then after this, we were on, we had some missions, um, like finding a coconut from, like getting a coconut from a tree or, um, you know, having these little missions, which were activities while we were traveling. And uh, that's really connected. That's really connected. And after this day, we were saying, wow, that was actually perfect. That was a perfect day. And then we had another perfect day and another perfect day because this was, um, you know, 
all these activities we had and missions we wanted to complete were kind of a game we did. That's cool. this, who, who thought of cool. the different activities? Yeah. Sorry? Who thought of the different activities? Him. <laughs> okay. Like, like who thought about all yeah. this? Uh, like, did you guys write down activities? Or? No, no, no. We were not writing them down. It was just a mood thing. Um, yeah. Having a little breakfast walk, uh, a walk before breakfast, or getting coconut, or doing some um, uh, river, um, how do you say that? On a, yeah, tubing, tubing oh, on a river, nice. and things like that, like really chilled and relaxed, but um, we were on missions, and that was so much fun. Do you want to know uh, another secret from the course? Yes, please. <laughs> the, I love secrets. The more different like they call them venues or like activities or places yeah. that you go in a single outing or in a single day yeah the more you feel like you get to know somebody oh. so let's say you spend the entire date in one place in one bar yeah you only feel like you got to know them so much yeah but if you went to like four different bars with this person yeah and then you went to have some food somewhere and then you walked on the river yeah even though you still spent the same amount of time with them you feel like you got to know them a lot more. Yeah. Do you know why this? It, it's, how it's, this comes from? Uh, it's psychological because mm. the first time, especially let's say it's not even a date. Let's just say you just met someone. Let's say yeah. you met a guy at a bar. Yeah. And you met him there, and even though you had a great time, mm. you're you. He's still the guy you met at a bar. That's right. Right. Yeah. But that's true. If after let's say half an hour or an hour, he said, "Hey, let's go check out this other bar," and you're mm. like, "Okay." At the second bar, he is no longer a guy you met at that bar. Yeah, that's right. Sure, He's the guy yeah, you yeah. went now with you to, to that it. bar. Yeah, yeah. And then, sure. you know, and then in our brains, like the more different places you go, the more like you you share experiences, you share like yeah. you know different um, different adventures, different scenery. Yeah, and it just connects you so much more. And also, I mean. Um, if you, it's a good sign when you go to a bar and then you both agree to, to go somewhere else together. Um, I mean, this is a really good sign to actually, you know, having great conversations and actually getting along really well. That's the, the third secret. Yeah. Is <laughs> by you asking, Hey, would you like to go to a, another bar? It's, it gives them that person an excuse or reason to yeah. end the conversation and the date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gives them an out where they can they can very politely say, "Oh, you know, actually, I need to go home now," or "Oh, it's getting late." Mm. But if you never give them the option to leave, <laughs> yeah, and you just kind of sat there and you just keep talking. Yeah, they almost kind of feel like they have to stay, even if they're not like really enjoying the the conversation and the day anymore. Yeah, they're just like, "Oh, it's, well, it's not bad." So let me just, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be the one to say, "Hey, I, I need to go home." Yeah. Um. So that that's actually another big secret is the more opportunities you give someone to leave yeah and or say no the better the more connected you are in your relationship yeah i think this is also has probably to do i i i love reading this stuff um between um the communication between men and women and um actually for example like women think a lot about they have a great you know this scenario when you have a great date um, with someone and then um maybe half a second one but then the man is turning away like you know he's 
he's not talking to her anymore <laughs> and lots of women but it's really actually a, a misunderstanding and communication because lots of women think whoa what have I done because we had such an amazing time why is he turning around and shows me his cold sh shoulder and um, what I'm stalking um, um, Matthew Hassey which is um, a relationship coach for women and he's he explained it this way that he's actually he doesn't want to hurt her because she probably was um showing interest like probably lots of interest and um but he explained it like he doesn't want to hurt her so um in his mind he thinks when he's turning away and like you know making a little bit like a big distance in between then he is not going to hurt her anymore, which is so wrong <laughs> because this is hurting a lot. Um, and many men doesn't know, which I, I don't know. I feel this is a really interesting, you know, um, interesting, no, call it issue. Yeah, that so many people just don't know about and it would be great if there were more people out there who actually for especially men or hopefully also women who talk about how why they do this and why they um react like this and it's really really interesting yeah so yeah th there's a ton of out there and actually i, I have heard of matthew hussey oh uh, yeah uh, yeah no He's way famous guy yeah yeah so <laughs> uh there's also a book called um what was it? It was something like, like why? <sighs> Can't remember. I remember the book cover now. It, it's also for women. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like it's something like, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll Is it for it. men or for no? Women? It's for women. It's, for it's women. For women oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, like yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I used to really be into this stuff like ten years ago. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Uh huh. And I think it, honestly, I, I do think it, it's helped me a lot because I made me understand relationships more and yeah. these things. But I really don't like talking about relationships anymore. Yeah. And I think that's why this is probably the first time out of 107 episodes I've, been, I've ever talked about relationships. <laughs> um, but I think it's something that it's one of those like things that everyone should ha know at least the basics of. Yeah. You know? And ideally, it's something we would have learned from our parents or our older yeah. brother or older sister. Yeah. Or maybe we would have learned it by ourselves if we had started dating very like innocently when we were 14 or 15. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think, you know, a lot of us, we grew up without the father or mother figure yeah. to like communicate with us these things or the older brother or the mentor. Yeah. Uh, so we had to kind of figure out these things on our own. And especially with things like um, media, we get a lot of contradictory or crappy information. Yeah. That's the number one thing. And then also lots of people, you know, it's not nothing wrong with it to, to watching these people. Like for me, sometimes um women feel guilty when they're in a relationship and they google um things like how to make him fall in love with me or something like that you know they feel guilty searching these things but they do mostly all of the women do and um but i think there's really nothing wrong with it because this actually means that you want to improve in your relationship or if you're not in a relationship that you want to improve um in your dating skills or that you actually know how to 
be a good partner when you when it comes to a relationship basically and um that was always my motivation and to to be a good partner in a relationship of course there went things wrong and it, as in everything like in every relationship it does um but it's always a good thing to when you have this uncomfortable discussions with your partner um actually see it as a learning and grow from there um as a team yeah i, I definitely think so and so before we start talking about relationships yeah uh, i think there's there's two parts the first is when you're single and you want to meet someone yeah. or you start dating and the second part is relationships once you're already in one mm. and they are so different they're completely different yeah you know? and it's almost it's almost kind of crazy that a lot of the things that attract people to the opposite sex when you're single are things that you end up hating in a relationship. <laughs> For example, <laughs> like overconfidence or like, you know, like, yeah. And I think, you know, in relationships, girls hate it when guys overconfident or uh, yeah. a little bit too independent, you know, these, these negative mm. traits. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of these things are things that attracted you to them in the first place. Yeah. But I think it's like, uh, what I've heard from Matthew Hussey <laughs> was that, um, for example, if there's a woman who is, you know, very independent, as many nomads are, um, it's apparently it's very attractive to men when they still need, like when they still feel they are needed in her life. For example, she has a really busy day and then she's coming up to him and saying, I actually really need a hug. So, um, you know, things like this probably show him he she is like a badass, you know, doing all this crazy stuff and creating all day. And then in the end of the day, she still needs me. And I think this probably, I don't know, maybe you disagree or have no, another I, I opinion. Agree. I agree but this probably connect you again with her. And um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree That's what that. I... Learn nice. from him. <laughs> so I just thought I thought just thought of the book that uh, I was thinking about earlier. Yeah, uh, they made it into a movie as well. Oh really? What do you know? What it's yeah, called? It's called Maybe He's Just Not That Into You. Oh, when when did it come out? Uh, it does it a long out? time ago. It's yeah, it's been out for years now. I should have known because I'm I'm researching a lot. <laughs> it's actually a great. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's a great book, but it's very mm-hmm. true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, my advice to both men and women. <laughs> yeah. As well as <laughs> digital nomads or entrepreneurs, yeah, is instead of focusing on how to like fix problems or how to convince uh, your your customer to buy something or convince someone to fall in love with you, mm. it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time wasted. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to read in it, and people do like that. Yeah, but to me, all these things are like either patching up problems or they're trying to find shortcuts. Yeah. In business, if you have a really great product and you have something that everybody wants anyways, and mm-hmm. you have a, you know, and you have a great offer and you give great value, you get content, customers come to you. Yeah. You don't even really need to go out chasing it. And then all you have to do is learn the the second part of it, which is like maintaining the relationships and things like that. Yeah. So when it comes to being single, and this has been mm-hmm. like my plan, and which is why I'm not dating anyone right now, <laughs> uh, is just if the man or the woman, if we just become the best versions of ourselves, oh yeah, we naturally attract people into our lives. Yeah, which yeah. means 
if we are in the best shape that we can be for our body totally type. Totally. And we don't agree. necessarily have to look like what society thinks we should look like or what a magazine yeah. cover looks like. Yeah. You know, if someone it just happens to be have like a big frame, you know, so be it. You know, that's just who they are. But be in the best shape that your body can be in, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and as, as, same with, let's say, like personality-wise, is if you are outgoing and you are enjoying life mm. you're doing fun stuff that is that you enjoy doing you will naturally be attractive because people see that you're enjoying life that you're happy yeah. that you're outgoing you're doing cool stuff yeah and you can pretty much just invite people along your ride to do the adventures that you're doing anyways yeah absolutely i totally agree with you like totally and from the woman perspective i can tell you that um most of the women do love that when like um when they see like what he's really into and what kind of adventures he likes and what he what kind of habits he has and you know like really enjoying what he's doing wow this is amazing this is so so masculine and attracts a lot of women and actually i'm just thinking about this blog post that i read this day one day um which says um something like Seven things why, um, what you can learn from the 50 shades of gray, because actually you can learn a lot from this guy. Um, because for example, um, if a guy really knows what he wants in his life in any area, actually, this really attracts women because, um, he, like, he shows what he's attracted to and he shows what is important for him and um what it basically not many women think about is really but it's you know a feeling um is for example if he's very specific in any area of his life this must mean a lot to a woman when he chased her because he he knew he wanted her you know so um yeah I, I need to figure out what kind of blog post that was and maybe show you and you can put this link down below because I was totally, this totally blew my mind. This is my favorite blog post I've read so far and um, it actually shows a lot about, like also teaches a lot of men why so many, like millions of women were ha like buying this book and were attracted to this one single man, which is crazy. Um yeah. So. Well, so I, what's funny is you would think that by by having these very specific like niche uh, wants mm. that you're gonna turn off a lot of a lot of potential uh, dates because you're like like no like most women don't want uh, to be tied up right yeah. or no most women don't want X Y Z but here's the, here's the truth is just like with business if everybody's your customer if you're kind of just like oh yeah I'll take you know I'll take anybody as a yeah. customer. Nobody's your customer. Yeah. But when you are very specific on who your yeah, ideal again. customer is, even though you might turn off a lot of people who are like, no, that's not me. Yeah. There's so many people in this world. Yeah. <laughs> and how many do you need? You know? Yeah, that's so true. And it's funny. It's like actually nomads are the best uh, sell and really know about selling and how to be authentic and, you know, selling their project or a product it's funny though that so many of them are single still it's yeah. really it's really really interesting and like it's it's a complex 
to me it feels like really complex and um you might can overthink it as well <laughs> but you know, it's it's a really really um interesting field because there's so many misunderstandings and just also very different energy levels like i guess women do work a lot way different than men do i don't know um i don't have a specific example but um for me for example i love sharing and um also caring um a lot with my heart um to to the people i'm around with um to also my customer future customers because my project is not online yet but still and um i have the feeling that man you know they're very um want to have the sales and you know have like really big goals that i'm reaching out for which is great but they just they just do it different i, I don't know how to describe it no, uh, to me it feels it's very different than women reaching out for goals so one thing that everyone can do if you guys are single here <laughs> is my some advice that someone gave me yeah uh, that was probably the best thing i ever did for my my dating life Ooh. and it's to physically okay. take a piece of paper and write down a list of must-haves in your ideal partner okay nice to haves <laughs> and must not haves yeah so must not haves can be something like um a smoke you know a smoker or yeah you know or it, whatever it is it's things sure. that are just like completely off limits or maybe for you and maybe that's you know maybe you don't care as much about health <laughs> so then, <laughs> then maybe that's on um you know n- you know nice to have is like you know, it'd be nice if they weren't as smoke, but you don't really care. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But ever since, like, writing down this list, it actually really made it really clear to me who my ideal partner is. Yeah. So whenever I meet someone and I decide if I want to go on a date with them or not, or especially mm. after the first day when you kind of get to know them a bit more, you can kind of mentally see, like, where they fit on this map. Yeah, And yeah. you're like, you know, do they have direction. more must-have qualities or, you know, or do they... Or do they just have the nice to have qualities? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. What is this a question? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you. I totally agree. I totally agree. Actually, never did this kind of list. But then again, um, when you meet someone, and um, he, you, it feels like he has the same goal, or you know, not the same goals necessarily, but the same mindset and vision. Um, as you and you maybe have some dreams that you would like both would like to fulfill and definitely this is this is checking a lot of (laughs) checkboxes yeah and my last piece of advice is for people who are already in a relationship to take the you can read the book or you can just take the quiz it's called the five love languages the five love languages have you heard of this no it's fantastic and the reason why it's good is because after you find out what, what they are, you'll mm-hmm. realize that a lot of the things that you may be doing for your partner, or they may, uh, they don't really care about, yeah. <laughs> and the things that they do care about, you don't do. Oh, so right. this is the cause of a lot of uh, conflicts. Yeah. All right. So I'll have a link to the to the quiz so you yeah. guys can do it yourselves. But time to just go over the the five in very brief. Uh, it, one is so it's the things that uh, what are your love languages as in what are the things that that matter to you um, what that make you happy or make you feel loved yeah. right? uh, so one is uh, words of praise 
So that could be uh, your partner giving you a compliment. Mm, you know? mm-hmm, yeah. Or, you know, um, oh, sorry, words of affirmation. So, or even just uh, them telling you that they love you. Yeah. Another one uh, is uh, tokens of appreciation. So it could be like gifts and things like that. So like, let's say someone comes back from a trip. Did they buy you a souvenir or a gift? You know, or do yeah. they go out and buy you something like nice for your birthday? All right. Yeah. Um, the third would be um, acts of service. So these are things that people do for you. So maybe they like um, ironed your shirt for you because they know you had a meeting the next yeah. day. Or they picked, they mm. washed your car for you. <laughs> or they like changed the, the oil on your motorbike or on, in your car because they, know, <laughs> they knew that it needed to be done. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This is like really like thinking for the other person yeah, and exactly. like just supporting him in his life right yep oh it's lovely thinking yeah and then the fourth one is uh, quality time yeah are they like making a lot of time for you and also the time that they spend with you are they really present with you are they yeah you know um is it like really like quality time like a good alone time yeah totally yeah. see what you mean like and let's i think i'm not sure if men are aware of it but <laughs> women have this really really fine sensors they know very quick if he is present or not mm-hmm. uh very quick and yeah this yeah. turns off of course and a- the last one is physical touch yeah so it could be it how is- um physically like like do they hold your hand do they hug you uh and it's also with sex and sex yeah absolutely so all five of these are definitely important, but the reason why we take the test is to figure out what are the ones that are most important to us. Mm. Um, what, like what are the ones that we like really require on a daily basis, or a weekly basis, or a monthly basis? Yeah. Uh, and what are the things that like we kind of assume? And it's not you know if they if they like have the other ones, then it's fine. So like for example, like my dad right and this can yeah. be for relationships and friendships too yeah like my dad he does not need physical touch <laughs> yeah you know like you don't need to ever hug him <laughs> he knows that you love him <laughs> you know uh he also doesn't need words of affirmation you never need to tell him like dad i love you or like thank you for doing this or mm. um hey you know like you know like oh you look like you've been working out or you know whatever it is yeah like he just doesn't he doesn't need it you know yeah but what would be important to him would be things like I think if I was going to guess, I never really thought about this, but if I was going to guess, I think for him, the one thing that his top love language would be acts of service. Acts of service. So what if, do you mean that? So if I like, if I knew that uh, I saw the the lawn was was growing, and mm. I like woke up early and I mowed the lawn for him. Oh yeah. To him, this would be show my appreciation and love for him yeah more than everything else more than telling him i love him more than uh, buying him a gift yeah. more than um you know you know hugging him more than spending time with him yeah that totally. would be makes his sense. love language yeah yeah so it you, makes sense yeah. to me now where you're saying it yeah so just kind of off the top of your head i definitely take the quiz because it might change yeah. but out of those five things what which one was like probably the least important to you the gifts. Okay. So let's say your partner went on a on a business trip without you and they came back and they didn't get you a souvenir. Would that upset you at all? Would you make no. you, would would it make you feel like you he wasn't thinking no. about you? Okay. I would have loved to actually get to know 
how how it was like what his experiences were um because this gives me the feeling when he is coming up to me and tells me how he felt like and how he um is thinking about this whatever it is conference or his experience he had without me i would feel automatically automatically would feel involved in his life and this again gives me this feeling of being a very special person in his life um that would be so much worth uh, instead of actually a physical thing um it's yeah actually i probably would have been i probably would have been upset actually if i get um you know a present but um no talking Oh, okay. I think I, I would that. have been upset when I, I um I get something like the, he's the, still the, thinking yeah. about me, but at the same time, there's a time, music video about that. Yeah, where some guy he like comes back with like a Cartier uh, bracelet for his his girlfriend. Yeah, and and just puts it on the table with a note. Yeah, and but he's like <laughs> he leaves again <laughs> because this is like you know something that women love. They connect. This is their language, their energy language. That's what they connect with they talk so i'm gonna assume that one of your top love languages is um quality time quality time yeah quality time definitely and touch and for a lot of people i think that's not as important to them actually you know what this is larissa just uh <laughs> texting me right now <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> so we are actually looking into starting another uh, business together <laughs> So this is a, such a great thing to be still, you know, friends. That's 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 a great quality. Yeah, I mean, if you spend so much time with someone and like you really, yeah. you know, did love each other, there's yeah, there's nothing that could happen that just makes you completely separate. Yeah, it's know? actually a real shame if this is if this time you spend like this whole time you spend with each other and then you just stop like you you start ignoring each other. Yeah. This is a real there's shame like a song, in my like, eyes. You're you're someone I used to know. Sorry. There's that song that says like you're someone I used to know. Yeah, it's yeah that's hap that happens basically to me, and um, I think this is a real shame because also, but I think this this is also because we have really different mindsets now. I'm living a really different life, and it's all okay how it is. I'm I'm a really happy person now, but it's I think because I still, as you say. I still love him in a way, and now as a friend, as a friend, and I think this is a real bad, like, real shame to not knowing um, what his opinion would be about my project at the moment. For example, I would love to know what he is thinking about it, but um, this this uh, distance we have that's just very different now. Things are very different now. Maybe I have to accept that, but. Yeah. unfortunately it's not always that easy and i think it's one of those things where like it hurts us to to not be in relationships so i think the, yeah. the reminders that really um i think i think for most people they don't want to open that communication because it's almost like we opening the wound yeah it is a wound and it's a big yeah. and deep i am of so course. happy that me and Larissa <laughs> are on good terms because facebook is a is a hole for like <laughs> having the the memories. How do how do people ever? <laughs> this was like you and bef- like three years ago. Yeah, you like, know, and, and you guys were happy yeah, on the yeah. beach kissing. Like, <laughs> what is Facebook thinking? Like, you know how many people are so pissed off? <laughs> There's no way to turn it off either. True, true. Oh man, actually, yeah, you're so right. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so yeah, crazy. Yeah. But um, 
I hope that every single person listening to this, they yeah. find their soulmates. Uh, but I honestly 100% believe that everybody should work on themselves first. Yeah. Before and they I prom- run into yeah. something. And I promise you, like, your soulmates will come. Yeah. yeah. And if not, like, I'm doing my best to help you guys. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah, they want to no. check out uh, your site, uh, where can they go? nomadsoulmates.com okay and the facebook group is that open right yeah, now yeah yeah it's also started all with the facebook group so we will find a huge community being 1600 people we are right now and it's starting uh, it's growing every day you find it under nomad soulmates again and it's it's a private group so just apply for it okay don't have some weird uh photo make sure you have an actual profile photo make yes, sure you, you actually you use your real name and not some weird made-up name that will be helpful <laughs> very good yeah, yeah and if you guys want to learn more about how to talk to anyone and small talk check out me and larissa's course i'll have a link to it here on episode 107 of the show notes uh and if you are ready to attract a relationship and get yourself ready for a relationship, you can check out Relationship Ready, which is our other course. Uh, any uh, last words or advice to people? Um, actually, I could talk about this topic for hours and hours. <laughs> but um, yeah, when it comes to, to dating people, I mean, it all starts with being friends. And, you know, that's why I'm calling it soulmates as well, because I think... You should be very open-minded and just go with the flow. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the journey. And, yeah, I think everything else is, is coming. Everything else is coming. I like it. Very cool. Uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way? Do you hang out on social media anywhere? Yeah, Facebook is actually the best way to reach out on me. With, uh, for me, Aline, Aline Damen. Um, or just um, email me with Aline at nomadsoulmates.com okay and since nobody can spell that i'll put that in the yeah, show yeah, notes yeah, yeah exactly uh, this is 107 so elena thank you so much for being on the show thank you and Thanks everybody good luck happy uh dating out there and <laughs> yeah. i'll see you all see you next week bye-bye Bye. thank you for listening to the travel like a boss podcast if you want to hear more including the bonus how to choose the perfect niche episode join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.